Something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. Welcome on back, everybody, to the Founding Potters. I'm Mr. Leesman. And I am Mr. King. And today's episode, we're going to just do a really quick shout out to social media because we need more followers. That's um, right. Yeah. So, Instagram is the, it's a founding underscore podthers. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure I got it right. Founding underscore podthers. And our Twitter is at the podthers. So go like, go follow, definitely follow. I mean, if you don't like what we post, that's fine. But like, literally just go follow us. We, we need followers. Um, yeah, it, so it, yeah, it helps. Uh, yeah, it definitely helps get the stuff out there. 100%. 100%. Share it. Blast it. You know, if you're on a road trip to anywhere, listen, you know, help us out. Yeah. So, all right. Last time on Pothers, um, the U.S. is its own nation. We've been in a nation for quite some time. We beat the British. That's right. You know, Articles of Confederation fell miserably because there's no strong government. We threw it out, created the Constitution. It's a lot more powerful. The Bill of Rights was thrown in. Uh, just to protect our civil liberties, Washington walked away uh, with two landslide elections as our first president. He established the office of the president. He put in two term limits. Um, and he That's a precedent. Would- Oh, yes, it would. Eventually, because, like you said, an amendment. Yeah, whatever. the 22nd Amendment. That's right. Um, and then he would leave and head head back to his plantation at Mount Vernon with his vice president and uh, John Adams taking over. Yeah, and then he, he turns he turns into the – he evolves. He turns into the president. Right. After being uh, elected, of course. But Yeah. He would get into his own kerfuffles. Um and be a one-term president because he stupidly passed the Alien Sedition Acts, which were hecking unpopular. Oh, like super hecking unpopular. I mean, oh, yeah. it, it literally created an enormous amount of tension. Uh, but yeah. he gets beaten by his own vice president. So the early American politics was very interesting. Yeah. Um, it was almost soap opera-ish in like some respects. Yeah, oh, for sure. So his vice president, uh, John Adams' vice president, was Thomas Jefferson, who eventually becomes uh, his political rival. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were fr- – I think we said this last time. They were friends at one point. But they were, yeah. That's uh, not, not so much. Uh, no. They were like frenemies. Yeah, they started out as friends, and then when things got like serious and they actually started po- talking politics, yeah. um, and they realized that like – I, I I kind of attribute it to, because, to like the fact that like early American politics, it was only the founding fathers. There was no relative, like it was really wasn't outsiders. So anybody no. that was really in the original Continental Congress, it was like infighting. Like it was just people fighting from within that Congress to like fight to the top. Yeah, so like, like there was nobody family. else, right? So it wasn't like you were just fighting against your friends, and then it like got extremely brutal i'll tell you um, what though obviously taylor swift listens to this podcast so i'm gonna make a suggestion i, I don't need you to pay me for this suggestion taylor swift <laughs> um but this these would make some pretty good songs like the the arguments between the vp oh, yeah. john adams and thomas jefferson like they used to be star-crossed lovers and now they're not yeah lovers they're never anymore. ever getting back together or ever I, yeah or whatever, however the song goes i yeah, mean i mean they eventually became kind of friends again but like yeah yeah, but also like that. yes, but also maybe right. But we also talked about how uh, Jefferson is perhaps well. Jefferson is definitely best known for purchasing Louisiana 
purchase or territory right. uh, from Napoleon, right? Uh, a great pastry, <laughs> by the way. It but, is. Um, I mean, this seems great like an easy purchase. Oh, oh, also, yeah, I mean, it's it gives you options, right? Just great. very much, just like the Louisiana Territory gave us options. Oh, uh, my goodness. Imagine right, how so, it works. Uh, this was an easy purchase, or seemed like an easy purchase for Jefferson, yeah. uh, but it, it actually unraveled into a constitutional crisis. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, it went against pretty much everything that Jefferson stood for. Okay, we mentioned this last time. If you don't remember, you can just go ahead and re-listen to the episode. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson was a strict interpreter of the Constitution, so originally he should have been like, absolutely not. The Constitution does not say we can buy land. We can't buy land. Yeah. That's it. And that should have been the Done. Uh, he, he completely ignores that. Uh, so, yeah. So, again, there was technically nothing in the Constitution that said that he could actually buy this land, but he didn't let the Constitution stand in his way. So. No. Why would you let something a little petty and pesky like the constitution stand in your way yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's a flipping piece of paper or a couple pieces right right yeah. uh another thing that we wanted to mention was the martial court so very important the martial court lasts for i think they, we said it was like 30 years so we're not going to outrightly bring it, it up every so often i think i don't know if we mentioned it last time but john marshall may have been the longest standing supreme court justice ever um, he was definitely, I think, the list of Supreme Court justices by time in office. Um, I think he was like the longest uh, chief justice. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Um, oh, <sighs> William O. Douglas served from 1939 to 1975. Wow. That's a lot of American history under his belt. 13,358 days. The shortest is William Johnson with 163 <laughs> days. Uh, there's a joke in there somewhere, but you oh, know. One anyway, uh, but like you said, the Marshall Court very important. The thing you need to know about the Marshall Court, John Marshall, is that uh, they assumed the power of what is judicial review. Right. Uh, and this was in the case of Marbury versus Madison. Uh, this means that the Supreme Court can determine if a law is constitutional or not. Yeah. So again, you're not going to the Supreme Court if you stole a Snickers bar from a CVS. However, if you stole a Snickers bar from CVS and they uh, assigned you a bail of $1.6 billion, yeah. that you could potentially argue and bring to the Supreme Court because it uh, violates your constitutional protections. Excessive right. bail, for example. Right. Um, so Marshall would actually argue over some of like the bigger uh, – the bigger um, – sorry, I just had to – um, some of the bigger like deals, like bigger cases in the early American history. Uh, this is probably like I would argue is probably the most influential because it kind of sets up the the basis for the rest of his arguments. Um, but that's it. We're gonna get into the War of eighteen twelve today. It's kind of like the meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, and so where we are right now, we've ended with John Marshall. Uh, Jefferson's out of office. Uh, and neutrality is still a big issue for the early United States. They really wanted to stay neutral. We were stuck in the middle of fighting between the French and the British. Uh, we were like, you know, some people wanted to support the British, some wanted to support the French, and it was just kind of like a big, like problem for most people to like. You were either pro-British or pro-French, and like you kind of were, and like the political parties like pick sides. So really, we were just like in the middle of an international custody battle. Like, that's, like, the best way to describe it because, like, we had so many goods that, like, people wanted that, like, our our 
trade was very valuable. So the the British and French both wanted like exclusive rights to our trade. Yeah. Um, and it, that's essentially what our lo- they were fighting for our love. They wanted those goods. They wanted the, any of that stuff. Uh, and they were trying to like outspend each other and outfight each other to like win our love over. That's right. Like a, like a really bad divorce battle. Right. Yeah. Um, but both navies, the French, the French, the French and the British, um, spent their time making sure that the U.S. wasn't trading with the enemy. Um, and the British went on a gigantic ego trip, which is, I feel like, typical um, 18th, 19th century Britain. Um, and passed I'll a- do you for that. Yeah, yeah, and pa- they pass a law that required neutral countries to get a license to trade with the French. Like, who do you think you are, the biggest navy in the world? Well, <laughs> like, like they were like, hey, anybody who wants to trade internationally has to like go through us. Yeah, and everyone's like, okay, no. but also no. <laughs> You're right. They're like, uh, hey, so like we have a counter we're proposal, sovereign, bro. We're like sovereign yeah. nations. Dude. Like, like we, <laughs> we won. We know you used to rule everyone, but no. Like, <laughs> All right. And it's like, oh no, we like your idea. We we totally understand your idea, but have you ever considered no? <laughs> like, right. So so here's here's the issue, right? So the the English, the British, yeah. start doing something really controversial. So the Royal Navy uh, had a really big addiction to not chocolate. Not anything like that. But Not stealing, drugs, but no, stealing our sailors. Just opium. Um, yeah, no, well, well, that's well, another episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, they would steal our sailors. Uh, and the crazy part is, it, so they would remove the sailors from the U.S. merchant ships, merchant ships, and ser- make them serve in the Royal Navy. Yeah, so this is called impressment, right? right? So not, and we're not talking about like, wow, I'm really impressed by this, like this really nice rug you have here. No, and they mean impressment as in like, get on the like, boat. All right, honey, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta serve my my year, two years in in the American Navy. Yeah, or like even like I'm, I'm a trader by you know, by career. I'm going to go uh, ship some stuff stuff out to the Caribbean. I, I yeah. will be back in eight months. Eight yeah. months turns around and your wife's like, did he die? Like, where did he go? No, he's actually just in the Royal Navy because he was stolen. Yeah. Take and it. so, yeah, I would be hella pissed if I was just like, hey, they're like, hey, get on this boat. You're a thus now. Yeah. Uh, Wait like, a minute. Yeah. Right, like, is it- <laughs> apparently some of the reason for this is because like some of the di- – I mean obviously no one took the Americans seriously. But on top of that, a lot of people that were in like the British Navy were just like – Right, I'm an American now. Like they would just be like, I don't want to do this anymore, and they would like they would forge documentation to make it look like they were Americans. So that's why the British, like, that's the argument they use. Is like technically they're all British subjects, so like we're taking them back. But like, yeah, the U.S. was like, hey, stop stealing our soul, our our sailors. Like, this is not like how this freaking works. Yeah, right. Hey, those are our people. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. Um. So this started causing obviously some issues right like the the, Brit- the, right. the british empire are straight up abducting our citizens hey yeah. not cool right so in response jeff thomas jefferson and his democratic republicans passed what is known as the embargo of 1807 like uh, I, I know really mr quick, king is, like uh, yeah. i was gonna say i know you and i like you're mad when like other teachers like steal like supplies like out of like our classroom or like if like people come to your house and like steal stuff or like take like things like if like you know a phone charger they're like oh well, it makes you feel oh. like dirty 
Imagine if it was like your your military. <laughs> like yeah. we're just taking them. Yeah, like, hey dude, can you stop taking my like printing paper? You know we only get a certain amount each month. And then also right. at the same time it's like, hey dude, can you stop stealing my people? Like it's just <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Uh, really, I think we've mentioned this before, but an embargo basically means like we're stopping not only trading with a certain nation, but we're also actively trying to stop trade going to that nation with anyone. Like yes, so if this was aimed to hurt both countries by starving them off, uh, starving them of the American goods they desperately needed. Yeah, it was kind of like you know, guys, no more. Like you're cut off, you're done. Until you guys can squash your you squash your beef again. Until you can take care of things, we're just. I'm not talking to either one of you. Um, and by 1809, it was repealed because it hurt the U.S. more than it did anyone else. Yeah, well, you know that's what happens when. Yeah, it was well, like the quintessential yeah. like cutting off your nose to spite your face kind of thing. Right. Well, it's yeah. I mean, people don't real. I mean, even today, like. A lot of things come from other nations. We don't yeah. make everything. No, it's it's more expensive to make things in America. So a lot, yeah. of, especially farmers, rely on foreign-made goods to purchase cheaply, so they can make their stuff and keep their prices low. But right. you know, that's uh, I guess neither here nor there. And, uh, right. Everyone always forgets about that, and then we go we get into like an economic issue, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, how could this happen?" It's like, well, anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like you said, so, it was repealed. Um, but James Madison, who was the president that succeeded or succeeded, succeeded, succeeded. Sorry, sorry my brain isn't working. So sorry. he comes after Thomas Jefferson, James Madison. Uh, he passed the Non-Intercourse Act. Not probably what you're thinking right now. Right. It was meant. It was that we're not trading with Britain or France. Like we'll trade with anyone else in the world, just not those two. Right. No intermingling. Right. And that so, also proved uh, to be hella ineffective. <laughs> yeah, it's well. You have to remember, like, we're pissed at these two nations for doing like uh, a fair share of what? shenanigans. Yeah. But at the same time, these are the two biggest nations in the entire world. You can't mm -hmm. just like ignore their presence. You no, can't. you can't. You can't because that's they. Like, well, yeah. I was gonna say that's like ignoring China exists today. You can't. Well, we tried. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it didn't work. Find out next time. Oh, yeah, right, so. yeah. You have, you're gonna have to go back a few episodes <laughs> and listen to like the Nixon one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, you can't. Especially now, you can't really ignore that China exists. Um, so we said that. Uh, so essentially, what happened is the Non-Intercourse Act failed. Also, so the British were still unable to trade with the United States, but like Napoleon was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about possibly like unleash." Un like doing the restrictions on trade with the United States. Like if I let if I let up the problem, if I like let up the restrictions, like the United States, you guys can do the same. And Madison's yeah. is like sweet deal, dude. Yeah, he's like cool, cool man. Yeah. Right. And the and the British were still impressing Americans and British that fled the Royal Navy. I mean, they were just straight up disrespecting us on the high seas. Not, not cool, cool, bro. bro. No, no. That's not cool at all. No. Uh, and so members like John C. Calhoun and Henry Clay, which we're going to talk about them later. As I say. Henry Clay, I mean, John C. Calhoun is important in American yeah. history, but Henry yeah, Clay is very al also very important. Right. Um, so they began calling for war with Britain. Um, yes. These guys, event, I believe, they're called Warhawks. Yes, correct. Uh, so they wanted to take the fight to the British for disrespecting us. So they were they were basically like, I mean, this is what America does. It's like, let's freaking go, bro. Like, they just want to fight. 
that's that's all we ever want to do is we just want to fight, right? So uh, it, they were a, also a, pissed. The the best way I can describe it is like because I know Mr. King, you've seen it. It's like the real bros of Simi Valley, and it's just like I'm gonna fight your kid. Like yeah, right. <laughs> like yeah. that's America on the world Yo. stage. Yo, why is that baby looking at me? Right. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were also pissed that the British were encouraging uh, the Native Americans to be more hostile against American expansion. Which, yeah. I mean, okay, but also please stop you know like yeah so yeah, yeah. but um, I, I mean that's a whole another issue but yeah but anyway, that let's... was just kind of like that was like stoking the flames that was like um that was like what was i'm trying to think never mind i was gonna come up like the, the what was the episode like spongebob when they like paint mr krebs house oh it's like oh. when patrick is just like with the yeah. pump and like blowing up the bubble it's just like nonsense like yeah. like that's literally what the the british and the native americans are doing like they're seeing how pissed we are and then they're like hey man let's make things worse like, yeah and obviously we talk it out and that's basically the end of it psych there's the war right so we yeah. have the war of 1812 so let's talk a little bit about that and I hate that name. I mean, I like the name The War of 1812. Like, I feel like, I don't know why, like, I just like the name. But, like, it's hella undescriptive and very wrong because, like, the fight started in 1811 and the thing ends in 1815. So right. it's, like, so it's like, the like, least descriptive name, least descriptive name yeah, of the Yeah, they could have, right, they could have had, like, a really cool like cool like the american anglo war the anglo right american i mean war. a lot of times it's like something that would have been cool afterwards it's also usually called like the second war for independence because yeah. it's just like and we'll stole my thunder i was gonna say that yeah but well, yeah so all right so like you said this all starts basically in 1811 so mm -hmm. right off the bat technically war of 1812 bad name but anyway in yeah. the fall of 1811 william henry harrison who was the governor of the indiana territory uh, led the U.S. to battle against Tecumseh's army. Yeah, it was called the Battle of Tippecanoe, uh, which would ha uh, which Harrison would use to propel himself to the White House. No spoilers, though. Uh, you'll find out soon enough. Long story short, he calls him. They call him like himself, like the war, like the hero of Tippecanoe, or just Tippecanoe. Um, yeah. But he uses that battle to like basically win the White House. Um, so he's one of a few war heroes that come out of the War of eighteen twelve. Right, um, and as you can probably imagine this does not leave a good mark on the native americans in this area mm -hmm. so the defeat convinced native americans to actually support the british yeah right? because they were they were mad that we beat them which i mean i we, totally understand but whatever and we take more I of their land exactly which i mean so i i totally get the fact that they're like we're gonna see what these brits have have to offer us because yeah um, and especially know. like the the british you know, probably giving them some terms. Like if we beat the the Americans and we gain this land back, you can have some land or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Uh, which was a tip a typical like bait and switch tactic, especially in the French and Indian War. Yeah. Um, but whatever. Anyway, this also increased the call for war against Britain. And in June of eighteen twelve, President Madison and Congress actually go ahead and declare war. So the declaration of war is in eighteen twelve and I that's why they call it the War of eighteen twelve. Yeah. But this all kind of starts in like 1810-1811 right and so the declaration of war was not a unanimous decision by any stretch of the imagination like it no. very much divided the country mm -hmm. uh the western and the united the western and southern united states so like the people up against all the way up to like the mississippi river and those in the south heavily supported the war while the northeast was not pleased with it because they relied on trade with britain that's right yeah i mean <laughs> a lot of this yeah exactly we, we don't have to get into it but right. exactly uh in order to strike hard the u.s immediately went and attacked Canada. And that's not 
just for any reason it was it was still a british colony at this point right um and so on 18, august 16th 1812 the u.s suffered a humiliating defeat uh against the british and tecumseh the americans ran far enough that the british were able to actually take detroit without firing a single shot yikes right um and by September of 1813, U.S. Uh, things actually started to look up. So, I mean, as much as we lost a lot of battles, we did have uh, several victories. One of them um, was where Commodore Oliver Hazard Perry. First off, Crazy, I want to take a second. That is a badass middle name. It's his actual name. You know how, like, some people say, like, their middle name is, like, Danger. Danger. It's like D- Dwight. It's like his name is, it's like, middle name is Danger. It's yeah. actually Kurt. But uh, his middle name is Danger. People, like, joke around. It's like, my middle name is Danger. No, this guy's middle name is actually Hazard. Like, <laughs> like kudos to his parents. I'm sorry. That's just amazing. Anyway, he would win a naval battle on the battle called the Battle of Lake Erie against the British in September of 1813. Do you think they I used think real boats, or do you think? Oh, no, yeah. Like, you know, do you, no. I was gonna say, like, do you think it was like you know sometimes people have those like little boat races and they're made oh, of, like, like little, little paddle boats. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe two guys in a musket, just like yeah. hold on, just like <sighs> we're coming, we're like coming. Breathing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah no. I feel like the musket fire actually propels them backwards a little bit, you know, like Right. <laughs> they have to like continuously pedal forward just like yeah. counter each shot. No, yeah, they no. used real boats. They actually <laughs> Which I always thought here, No, I always boats. thought that was crazy though that they just would just put these big ass tall ships out in like Lake Erie and mm-hmm. like like Ontario, like these big ass lakes, and it's just like, yeah, no, we have a full naval presence on like a lake. <laughs> it's yeah, like, I mean they're they're ginormous lakes, but it's still I'm not arguing that, yeah. but it's just like I always thought it was weird that we had like these big old boats. Like, like how would you move those? It's like you needed them to get off the lake. Like, <laughs> like well, good good news for the United States. Uh, Tecumseh is actually killed in battle, which uh, yeah. strikes a huge loss for the Native Americans. Um, and the U.S. was able to retake Detroit. Right. So, like, we have the Battle of Lake Erie. We start winning. Tecumseh is killed because he was very much anti-U.S., anti-American, like, like, presence in the West. Um, and so things were starting to look up. And now here's the problem. Um the British are kind of split at this point. They're fighting Napoleon. They're fighting uh, the French out uh, out in Europe. And so, like, only part of their military is focused on the United States. Well, yeah. by April f- 1814, Napoleon's defeated the second time. Like, he's exiled to an island for the second time. Right. Now, the British can just, like... And he's like, I'll be back. And really, history's like, no, you won't. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, So what happens is the British were able to put their full attention on the United States now, like one hundred thousand percent. For it's like all engines straight ahead, straight ahead. And so like the United States looks at this thing, does like the. (laughs) I'm in danger. Yeah, it's right. This isn't good because, like you said, they were fighting essentially a two front battle, which is never good for anyone. But when Napoleon's defeated, they're it's like yeah. the final stretch they're bringing yeah. in all their power hitters like it's just really yeah it's like it's yeah. like they crack their knuckles like crack their back and just like let the big dog eat yeah. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like it's like straight ahead. Um, so, hey, it's, this is this is bad news bears for the oh one hundred percent. So the British start like dumping all of their troops in the Chesapeake Bay down by Washington D.C. I was gonna say, and here's here's the bad news about Chesapeake Bay. That's where our capital was. Made, so. <laughs> yeah, so they're like full steam ahead, Bridget. Like we're gonna just rip out their heart, like uh, literally. Like it's like it's literally like the Indiana Jones, like the Kalima, like he yeah, like Kalima. literally rips, the, he like literally rips out the dude's heart and just like eats it. Yeah. Um, and it's just like right before he dies, he's just like, <gasps> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the British like start rolling up on Washington D.C. and they were able to capture it pretty uh, easily, and that's a problem. What's the worst that could happen? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. The capital, Washington D.C. Right. So this is I think we mentioned a while back that like Washington was like one of a few presidents to lead troops in battle we mentioned james madison here's his time to shine he flees um the he flees dc and grabs like a bunch of troops and just takes him straight to the british and he actually right. like tries to protect against protect washington dc so he well, actually leads troops in battle eventually spoiler alert the the united states eventually wins this war but um the british well but I mean, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna yeah, yeah but we'll talk about the end. The the British actually burned the White House, and this was called the sacking of the White House. Yeah, DC. Yeah. So Madison had left uh, to like rally some some people with most of the government, and he actually sent a letter to his wife. And I always like this story is like crazy. This whole like bit is crazy. So he tells his wife like, "Hey, just like pack your stuff up and be ready to leave like at a moment's notice. Like you need to leave like now." Um, so the the slaves that the Madisons owned uh, basically collect all of the valuables within the White House, uh, otherwise that they would have been lost. Uh, so one of the most famous things that she has saved, that they saved, is that big famous portrait of George Washington. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and that's like I one mean, of the things that actually survives. Um, and here's something I find cool. So in – Every so often, the presidents, various presidents, will update the White House. They'll do like renovations on the White House. Um, probably the biggest was in Harry Truman's presidency, because up until Harry Truman, the White House was the White House was the White House. It was the original, like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there was. It turns out it was like super uninhabitable at that point because it was so old that they had to basically take the White House, break, like literally, like the White House became a shell, um, and they like ripped everything out, built it from the original blueprints, and turned it into like a instead of a wood frame, it was a steel frame. So it's a yeah, lot more. Yeah, I was gonna say because like yeah. not only has it been there for a very long time, not only has it been you know, essentially burned down yeah it's also in washington dc which is super humid and muggy yeah and that's not good for for wood no so. not at all not at all but uh yeah clinton actually had the white house repainted um in some spot uh painted over it and a lot of times what happened was over the years um due to weathering they would just paint right over it like they would just paint 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 so clinton's like hey let's just take it down to the studs like like take it down to the base layer and start all over and the crazy part is as they start peeling off the paint and peeling down like wallpaper they peel down things they find like burn marks yeah like all across the White House on like the doors, um, from and the windows from where they burned the White House in eighteen fourteen. Like imagine seeing that in eight in nineteen ninety two. Yeah, like, that's, that's nuts, and you can actually still see it in some spots today. Mm-hmm. Like they left it. Um, but I guess let's get back to it, right? So yeah. uh, in Sorry, September, no, no, it's okay. Those are, those are some good facts. Uh, but in September, the United States won some nice battles on Ooh, Lake yeah. Champlain. 
yes. uh, New York, the New York, Vermont, Canada border. Uh, yeah, it's, it's up by Lake George. If you've ever been up in that area, it's like it's like a it's like a few it's like a little trip north from there, but like it's actually not that far. No, but still. Yeah. Anyway, they they win some battles, right? Yeah. Uh, two days later, uh, after the battle on Lake Champlain, Baltimore's Fort McHenry took on, I mean, we're talking 25 hours, just straight bombardment, straight bombing, rockets, whatever, gunfire, like everything the British has, they're throwing it at Fort McHenry for 25 hours. Yeah. That's a long time. The next morning, the U.S. hoisted an American flag to kind of be like, ha ha, we're still here. Yeah. And I don't know about you, Mr. King, does that sound familiar? Just a wee bit. Yeah. Where's it from? Ah, oh, that's the story of the Star Spangled Banner. What? Oh, that was a good one. That Thank good. you. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. So essentially, what happened was like uh, Francis Scott Key wrote the poem that would be. It's called. I think it's called like the official name is like the Defense of Fort McHenry, mm-hmm. but like that first like bit is the Star Spangled Banner. Um, and so supposedly, so he takes that, it would be, it, it's a poem that they turn into a song and supposedly the music is like, I can't even, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Um, Anacreontic. There you go. The Anacreontic song, uh, which was a theme song for some club in London. Uh, Side note, yesterday while I was doing this, I actually Googled it and it's 100, 100% like that song. Hmm. Uh, I think it's – It'd be like that sometimes. Uh, I'd I'd rather have Ray Charles sing America the Beautiful as the national anthem, but that's just me. Yeah, listen. Like if you've ever listened to it, it's a beautiful rendition of America the Beautiful. Yeah. Like if you don't if you don't feel some sense of patriotism and you like get emotional, like you're just not an American. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should maybe we should play it on the way out today. Beautiful. I like it because I was thinking about that. Yeah. But anyway, at this point in the war, the British uh, packed up and moved down to New Orleans, uh, or New Orleans, however you want to say it, uh, where they wanted to launch a new campaign. Uh, at this time, I mean, New Orleans is a very important city for the Americans. Whoa, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still an important city, but yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, so while all this is going on, uh, you know, battles are continuously taking place. The British are on their way to New Orleans. Um, the U.S. and British are holding peace talks in order to stop the war. Mm-hmm. Um the British basically requested an armistice, which is like a ceasefire, uh, after they failed to take Baltimore, and so the two sides agreed to the Treaty of Ghent. Yeah, that's a very important. War. That's important. Treaty of Ghent. Yeah. Um, uh, so the war is now the war is over. Like you know, the 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 peace treaty signed. Um, both sides agreed to stop fighting. So it sounds good, right? I mean, mm-hmm. let's see what's got inside. All right. So the United States-Canada border was actually just left alone. Uh, yeah. More on that later. But the Americans held territory in Canada, or that the, the territory that we did hold in Canada was actually given back to the British. Yeah. And just like, we, buy, let's bygone be bygones. Kind exactly. Of uh, all prisoners were returned and the land was given back. So essentially what it, the – the official term is called status quo antebellum, which mm-hmm. basically thing, basically means that everything that you guys had before the war, like you get that back. Like it go, everything goes back to like borders and, and terms go back to before the war. And yeah, it's like, like a Will Smith going like a hits rewind time. Exactly. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, the British promised to return free slaves that they had taken, and both nations promised to work towards ending the international slave trade. Yeah. Uh, which would take some time, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so the U.S. gave up its demands to end impressment. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like when the Treaty of Ghent was signed, it was really just considered a stalemate. Yeah. Um, 
the reason why, which we'll talk about it in a second. Mm -hmm. uh, the re uh, there's a specific reason why I say uh, it's a win. It's a win for America. Yeah, um, yeah no, I agree with you because I know where you're. But like you said, this, it it, like... it was it was like a neither here nor there. Let bygones be bygones. We blew each other up a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's just call it a day. Which is yeah. weird because that's not how wars typically end. Because when there's a winner. They get stuff. The loser yeah, loses it, stuff. It, and really, it was just kind of like we're we're literally just turning the clock back. And just because it. it was one of those deals that, like, you know, f for every win the British would get, the United States would get kind of get one. It was fairly um, even. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was not a good. It was not a good showing for either army. I mean, more. It was a better well, showing for the Americans because, because we, we essentially we we are able maybe. All right, so if you don't want to say beat, but we were able to hold our own against the British yeah. again, but yes. this time for the most part by ourselves. Yeah, we it didn't... definitely helped that England was taking a beating, but from the French, like for a while over in, in but Europe. Still, but still, like you know, even when they turned their sights and put their full strength behind America, we're able to hold at America. Out. Yeah, we held, we held the line. Yeah, um, so, uh, so the war's over, right? No, so um, it actually isn't. So you have to remember that this was a time before the internet, text messages, phone, mm -hmm. phones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it takes time for info to get to certain places and we had mentioned that the british started to like transfer their gaze over to new orleans yeah. and it is crazy down there so the british uh -huh. and the americans even after the treaty again to signed are going at it new orleans right um so the date uh, it's kind of important january 8th 1815 the british mounted that attack on the battle of new orleans except for they suffered a brutal defeat at the hands of the united states yeah and this is kind of where an important kind of all very controversial yeah. figure in american history you have general andrew jackson later becomes a president which we will definitely talk more about yes. uh he he left the battle becoming a national hero so he was able to uh under his command win the war mm -hmm. um but uh they also came home to find out the war was over so it's kind of <laughs> like whatever blood was shed at the battle was probably not necessary but you know what that's basically the theme of andrew jackson <laughs> yeah he's like what are you gonna do eh? like yeah. like it was I mean, one of those things like i won and they're like yeah but you, you didn't yeah, what have are you, to. hey, he's hey like, what are you gonna do about it right <laughs> yeah no that's essentially like by the way that's exactly how andrew jackson talked like some yeah, guy from brooklyn it's true it's true which is weird because he's from tennessee yeah. <laughs> which is like part of the enigma of andrew jackson tennessee brooklyn right yeah oh, okay. <laughs> yeah right. yeah no 100 percent um so that's like i mean that's looking at back at the battle now like this is like we're we're looking at the battle of new orleans from 2020 yeah back in 1815 it was like a it was a much needed boost in morale because that like cemented like no we beat the british like yeah. we and like you said it basically uh, eventually we're going to run into some issues with the british in mm -hmm. the near future um so this cemented kind of like the the british idea of maybe we shouldn't pick a fight with them because they really aren't all that the eye like yeah. all that meets the eye you know like right. there's they've got a, a lot of grit these americans yeah they don't know when to say no like right. it's like they don't know when to like you know the british is like listen we're, this is not the hill we're going to die on. Right. And, then, and like, it's even every... after the war is over, the Americans like, is it? Is it punk? You know, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, we didn't get anything out of the war. So, like, but we didn't lose anything. Exactly. So, like, this was a huge. It's a win-win. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but on the larger scale, like you kind of think about the War of eighteen twelve. I, I feel like it's a forgotten war. Like no many, nobody really like talks about it too much anymore. Sure. Um, it's usually a Jeopardy question or something people bring up when they're talking about the number of times the U.S. has declared war. Like, I mean, I'm definitely gonna t- I'm gonna tell you right now this will be a multiple choice question on your Regents exam in New York. Yes. Uh, but like you said, aside aside from that, that's about it. Right. Um, I doubt you'd get an essay question on this. If you did. Wow. It, it might be it might be maybe a DBQ. I, I would doubt a thematic essay question. Yeah, it would, Watch it would now it, now though, obviously because the New York State Board of Regents is listening to this, going, hey, hey, we'll right. show you, we'll tank your ratings. You know, yeah. like, so if anything, it might be like an example of like you can use it in an essay, but it's not going to be like the central focus of the essay. Yeah, essay. I, I mean, this is just the reason why. I mean, it, it's obviously we need to talk about it because it's American history, but the reason why it's important is because it essentially put America on the world stage, like cemented us there. Right. It, it, we went from being like the crazy bunch of wackies in, on, in the new world to being like a semi-world power. Like, yeah. like it, it brought us a little cash. Right? Like it brought us a little like experience and kind of like some credit, some street cred. Um, right. Um, and according to the according to the History Channel, uh, the Native Americans see this as a turning point in the losing battle with the United States to govern themselves. Right. So, like, while we see it as kind of like a victory, and we see it as a point where we're like accepted on the world stage, the Native Americans like see this as a point where like, hey, we're really going to lose all this. Yeah, and because it's it's kind of like baked deep into a layer here, but like, we had mentioned that a lot of native americans sided like their tribes sided with a nation sided with the british and this further pinned americans and native americans yeah. against each other yeah. um there was a lot of distrust sowed into into this conflict yes um and eventually you know a lot of issues between andrew jackson and native americans also evolved during Ooh. this uh this war and he eventually is going to become president so obviously you know that's not going to be good. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he's going to have a lot of deep hated, uh, a deep hatred for Native Americans, right. and eventually becomes the strongest person in the world. Yeah. Uh, so you know it's this is this is important to know on that aspect of it that yeah this is this is this is not you're, looking good. For you're Native more Americans. likely to get a question that's an essay about Andrew Jackson and have to use like the Battle of New Orleans as an example. Than, yeah, like, to have that's it a be, good like, point. Central focus of a question. Right. Um, and I'm sure the Canadians kind of see this as a victory because they held back the Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, in the early days of the war, when the British were fighting the French, it was the Canadians half of the British military that really took the fight to the United States. So they yeah. held their own against the Americans. So as Canadians, they're like, it's a victory for us, eh? Um, ah. <laughs> which is a terrible Canadian accent, but whatever. Yeah, um, well, it's probably better than mine. I feel like every time I try to do – have you ever seen uh, – is it I Love You, Man, where Paul Rudd tries to do the accents and he's always sounds like a – Yeah, it always comes out Jamaican. Yeah, like he's trying to do the Irish and yeah. he comes Jamaican or vice versa. I forget how it is, but like yeah. that's, how, that's how I'm – that's how I sound every time. Except every time I do it, I sound like I'm from Brooklyn. My yeah. best friend's a moose. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, yeah. So they see this as a loss against the Britons because um, because they're still buddy buddy with the crown. Yeah, um, today they're they're their own nation, but they're part of the Commonwealth. And I looked at this. They're the part that I think there's like a, the last like bit is like they become like free in like 1982. So they're still part of the Commonwealth, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and I mean, so our this, parents were around, our, our, obviously our grandparents, but our parents were around during that time. 
know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so we have some friends and colleagues that may have been born. We're around then, yeah. No, 100%. I mean, definitely, but yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so the war also sparked, the end of the war also sparked the era of good feelings um, because there's a period where there's a, na- a sense of national pride, purpose, yeah. there was a desire for unity, and it was also the pretty much the almost end of the Federalist Party. Oh, for sure. They were hella against the war. Oh, so I was like, going to say, a lot of the federal I don't know about all, but a lot of the Federalists were anti-war with the yeah. British. And that's yeah. because a lot of the Federalists supported the British. Yes. Uh, I mean, going back to the Constitutional Convention, the Federalists were pro-British and the mm-hmm. anti-Federalists were pro-French. Yeah. Uh, so Federalists wanted to avoid war. They were called uh, doves. Is yeah, I think it was, do- it was a doves. Um, so the Democratic Republic... Uh, Democratic Republicans were known as – or anyone that supported the war were known as war hawks. Mm-hmm. And the Federalist parties, for the most part, are anti-war, were known as the doves. Um, and this kind of showed them as weak because the entire time they were like, we're not going to win. We can't win. Mm-hmm. You can't fight them. Let's just let bygones be bygones. And then when the war was over and we basically win, everyone's like, <laughs> Yeah. Idiots. Um. And so even on top of that, like, then you have the Battle of New Orleans. Um, it becomes that, that win for the United States. Uh, and it shows to us that anything is possible. And we kind of carry that, like, energy through, um, you know, years and years of history. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're still riding that high. Like, oh, yeah. we, 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 forget, we can forget about the War of 1812 as much as you want. But, like, this is kind of where... Like the whole like America thing, it, like kind of really, starts, really know? like it. It cements the cement drive. The era, and we'll America. do an episode on the era good feeling of. Mm-hmm. I said era of good feeling. Era of good feelings. Um, but this is this is basically the start of America. You know, like so. <laughs> we won't do the rest part of the song, no. but um, I almost just it, instinctively just started. Saying oh, of course, yeah. Uh, um, but. Yeah, but man. yeah, I mean, that's that's basically it for the War of 1812. There's some little things here and there. The, the War of 1812 is important because there's a lot of things that happen as a result of the War of 1812. Right, and the fact that it, it just cements it, like, at this point, the British are no longer going to challenge our independence. This kind right. of, like, cemented the fact that we belong on the world stage. We built, They respect our sovereignty, and we don't get challenged like We're that. We're here to stay. Anymore. Yes, that's why it's considered the second war for independence. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's that's basically the war eighteen twelve. We'll uh, like promise, like we promise, we will leave you with Ray Charles. And hey, hey, Ray, take it away, bud. Take, hey, take it away. And you know, when I was in school, we used to sing it something like this. Listen here. Oh, beautiful, far spacious skies. Our amber waves of rain Our purple mountain Majesties Over the fruited plain But now wait a minute I'm talking about America America, you know, God done shed his grace on thee, he gave me crown, my good, yes he did, 
You too.